everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the 35-ish podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Ashley. And we are here to talk this week about some life's hacks. So what we've really learned from mistakes that we've made or paths that we made we didn't take but we wish we did. So if you'll join us this week, we're going to discuss just how our 20s brought some unexpected twists and turns and how our 30s have also come with some surprising and also enlightening discoveries. So whether you want to jump on these lessons or just feel like you're not alone, here are some things that we've learned along the way. We hope you enjoy listening to us. If you do, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at 35ish podcast for all the latest happenings on our podcast. Hey, Ash. Hey. How are you? Another week? (laughs) I know. Another week just finished up. Uh, spring break week with the kids so they're back at school and my house is quiet once again quiet and clean (laughs) oh yeah oh my gosh so I don't think we've actually talked about this are you on TikTok so I am on TikTok I have I have dabbled in TikTok Um, but in full disclosure, I haven't logged in there in quite a while. Um, I am more of an Instagram reels kind of girl. Gotcha. Gotcha. I have to say, love my, love me some reels, but I just recently like got, like, though I had a TikTok account, but then I just started going into it again. And actually like the first TikTok that I saw was somebody in their thirties, 35 ish and listing some mistakes that they made in their 20s and 30s that they've learned from. And they were actually like really enlightening. And I was like, huh, I bet I have a few of these myself. <laughs> I think we all do. Right, right. It's good to reflect on. The, and, and mistakes are, it sounds like such a negative word, but it's really lessons, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's all learning. Like, you know, you, you grow every time, you know, you make a mistake, like you learn from it and you grow as a person. So mistake often has like a negative connotation behind it, but really it's, it's not, it's all just a learning experience and it led you, whatever that event was good or bad, led you to where you are today. I agree. And you know, it's so funny. I just realized this, but something that's changed in me in my 35-ish years versus when I was like in my 20s is I actually enjoy advice now. I listen to it. I appreciate it. I think when I was younger, I didn't want to hear it. I was like, whatever, that's their experience. Like not for everything, but I think like it like reading things or if I saw like a reel back then, like I probably wouldn't have thought it necessarily applied to me. Like I would have been like, that's too general or whatever. But now I actually really take everything, everyone's experience. And I think that there's really something to gain from it. Even if they're totally different from me, even if it's not obvious, I just like, it's, it's very interesting now for me. Like when someone's really reflective and they're saying like, I trust me, like this is, I, I really do. I'm like, this is, uh, tell me. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think it just goes back to like that classic, almost like teenage mentality where, you know, you know, everything, everything. Um, <laughs> but I have no life experience whatsoever whatsoever to back it up. But I agree. Um, I really did not fully embrace um, those around me and the advice that they wanted to give me when I was younger. You know, I wanted to learn myself. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I felt at times back then that if I was taking advice, it was admitting that I didn't know something Mm -hmm. and that somehow was inherently bad. 
And now I take it as I don't need to know everything. I'm out here to keep learning. Yeah. And you don't need to know everything. That's fine. You're always evolving. You're always growing. And if somebody asks you a question, you don't know the answer. It's okay to be like, I, you know what? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm interested. I might not know for a while, but I hope to know. <laughs> yeah. And as you know, you know, I read a ton of books yep. um, on from people who are successful yep. in their respective careers. And I love to hear the story of how they got there, the experiences that they had, what they learned along the way so that I can take bits and pieces of someone else's journeys and experiences and learn from them and apply them to myself. You know, that is so interesting. And I think like it's a really important concept to learn is that by reading, like reading somebody else's experience, it's not taking away your struggle and like your journey, if that makes sense. It's really just maximizing it and like maybe saving you a little time on your journey, but it's not taking away. Like, I think sometimes like, angsty teen 20 years like you think like you have to struggle to for it for like the the best thing to come and it's like I realize there is enough struggle if somebody can give you some advice and save you like some wrong twisty paths take it take it. yeah anything to lessen the learning curve yeah. that's why books and stuff like this exist yeah that's why you can learn yep. from other people can you learn it on your own absolutely mm -hmm. But could it take you less time? Could you short, shorten that learning curve by listening and taking someone's advice? Also, yes. Yes. So it kind of comes down to that whole concept of working smarter, not harder. Yep. That's yep. really what it's all about is working smarter. Oh, totally. I totally agree. Oh. And it's like one of those things, too. I think a lot of people, you know, myself included, you know, especially in my 20s, spend a lot of time like, comparing myself to other people mm -hmm. like looking yep. at myself in my 20s and being like okay well am I as successful as her yep do I is like is my family as 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 good did I do a good enough job mm -hmm. as a mom because mm -hmm. I became a mom in my 20s mm -hmm. um comparing myself like oh her kids seem better behaved than mine did I do something wrong like am I am I not doing a good job like always comparing yeah or have I achieved enough success by whatever age I am? Right, right. It, that is, and it's so hard not to with just the world that we live in now, but it's such a beautiful thing when you get to the point now where you sort of can check in and, and say, well, this is awesome for them. Like, this was great. But like, really, you the focus is more on, but what do I want? Like, what is it that I really, what are my values? What am I trying to reach? And not trying to get to happiness through somebody else's path, like being able to think like zoning in on, well, okay, that, that looks great. What about that? Would I like for me and how do I get there and really figure out like what it is that I want? What is making, what is making me feel like anxious about where I am versus where they might be? It's such, a, it, it's such a powerful thing when you realize like, I just focus on me a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to like the abundant versus scarcity mindset. Like I think when you're younger and you don't really understand that the world's an abundant place and 
everyone can achieve success in their own right. And someone else's success in no way, shape or form impacts yours. Yes. Say it, preach, preach. And once you figure that out and you come from an abundant mindset and you realize that everything is plentiful, Mm -hmm. you realize that instead of that person that you were once comparing yourself to, Mm -hmm. and even maybe competing with, Mm -hmm. Once you realize that you could actually collaborate with that person, learn from that person, Yep, you can both actually be successful in your own way. Like no two people can be successful in the exact same way, even if it's the same industry, because you're two individual people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was reading a book recently and she was really talking about like taking a good look at yourself. And if you are jealous mm-hmm. of someone else's success it's actually a mirror for maybe something that you want for yourself yes. but haven't gone after or haven't realized or whatever so it's good to take a look at it and say okay where are these feelings coming from why do I feel that way and saying okay well maybe that's something for me so instead of being jealous of that person why don't I ask that person's questions about how they got there whatever they did so I can figure out if maybe that's a dream unrealized for myself. I absolutely love that. I think that that can be applied to everything in life, Ash. Like that was beautiful. I think that is so important, like tangible for everyone's life. I also think it makes sense when you think about a lot of like the world's biggest problems, like not to get political or anything, but you know, when just in general, like if when you are when we're thinking about like people with different um, goals or different maybe views on things like sometimes like it's well, what, what are you scared of? What, what is it about that view? What is it that it, 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 it really comes back to the world? It's there is enough in the world for everyone to have enough to be happy enough, to be able to do enough. There's enough work for everybody. There's enough. So it re- like that is, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I think that that mindset could be so freeing for so many of the world's problems. Oh, I agree. And I think that it's just, you know, I think once you can figure out that mindset and realize that there's so much to learn from other people and like I work, you know, in an industry, real estate, there's tons of real estate agents out Mm -hmm. there. Tons. Mm -hmm. I'm not in competition with any of them, nor are they with me. Can I learn from them? Absolutely. That's what I want to do. I want to connect. I want to learn from them, collaborate with them because there's enough to go around for everyone. Isn't that the best, Ash? It's so funny that now that you're saying that it actually applies to like, so one of my big goals of like is to like really write something that I'm proud of like I write all the time but like every like for so long before I started I just started like getting into like these writers groups and we all like got there like for the same reason we all said like you know we'll start writing and then we'll be like oh this is shit (laughs) this is like or it's already been done before this is like and just having like all these negative feelings but like one of the um the writers is like no like stop thinking that like and and like every single person in the world has a story in them like don't think that it's been done already or that your ideas are boring or not smart enough or not good enough like and I and the more and more I talk to people it's like it's so true and I actually want everyone to tell there's like it's like one of those things that 
there's never going to be too many books because there's so many people and there's so many different like reasons why people want to read and stories that they're interested in. And so it's like literally every single person could write something and it would be worthwhile and interesting. Absolutely. It's the same way. Like everyone has a personal story to tell too. Mm-hmm. And everyone's story is interesting and important. And I'm a firm believer in share your story. Yes. Someone somewhere <laughs> is going to learn from you. Yes, exactly. And, find and there's so much power in sharing your story yeah. that you're doing a disservice to everyone around you if you're not sharing your own story. I totally agree. And whether it be verbally or in writing, on a blog, on a podcast. And that's how I feel when you tell me about like that you want to, you know, write something that you're really proud of. Well, in my mind, I'm like, you know, whether it's your personal story about your life or a story that you're writing, like you have a story to tell, like the world needs to hear that, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, biographical, whatever it is, like if you, if you want to write something meaningful, like the world needs it. It's so true. It's The world doesn't have a writing by Lisa Gomez yet. That's true. That's true. You're right. It's, and it's slowly, it's slowly something that I'm starting to believe. <laughs> and I want believe other people it? to believe that. Write too, it down. Themselves. <laughs> yeah, write it down. Make it a goal. Like, you don't have to, like, you shouldn't say, like, you know, I want to write something one day that I'll be proud of. Like, you will write something one day that you'll be proud of because you are a writer already. That's a good point. That's a great point. Thank you, Ashley. Thank that's, you. That's my talk of the day. I love- <laughs> <laughs> my work here is done. No, I'm just I kidding. But I yeah, I think it. that, you know, that's, that's a really good one. Oh, that is such a good one. And we didn't even talk about this is even something we thought. I know. <laughs> this is great. Oh, you know, one of the things um, that I started like a little bit later in life, like I wish I had started earlier was saving and investing. That's something that I just think like you can't start doing it soon enough. I think it can be really intimidating. Like if, you know, if it's something that you maybe didn't go to school for business or anything like that, or it's not something that somebody ever taught you, it can seem like it's not for me. Like you think, oh, that's just something I'm not going to be able to do. But there's so information on investing and saving and ways to maximize your money and make it work for you. It's been so democratized. Like there are so many good ways, so many good apps, like the Robinhood app. And I feel like even, you know, with cryptocurrencies, like whether it's something you're for or not, I think like it's really important to understand money and to even if even if it's incrementally or small, like I, I that's something that I wish I started earlier because when I started doing it, it's like not I, I'm not rolling in it's crazy, but you know it's not, it, it is amazing how once you just focus on it a little bit, how you'll see that change just by focusing on it. And I and I just want everyone to that's something I would encourage a lot of people to do to start saving, start investing, and do it now. And it and it can be a little bit at a time, and even that you'll be amazed by how much things grow. Yeah, I agree. I think that it, you know, can come across as really intimidating or really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I think that there's places that you can start and start small. I mean, just like with anything, it compounds over time and grows. Um, The sooner you start, the sooner, you know, you'll start seeing the impacts of that. 
And I think that that's, you know, really sound advice is to look into it. Just learn a little. Yep. Just there's learn a so bit. many resources out there. I mean, that can be a little overwhelming in and of itself. Agreed. You know what we'll do another time? We'll maybe we'll look into some things and we'll give kind of our our recommendations for what we might want to do. Uh, the first one I would say is Robin Hood for sure. Um, and, you know, just working at um, the government, the, the position that I was at before I became a librarian, I just saw a lot of people who ended up um, at a place where they, you know, they were ready to retire and they just weren't able to. And I just set yourself, your future self up for options. <laughs> so that's, yes. that's my final word on that for the night. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, cryptocurrency is a whole different animal. And if I'm being totally honest, I like have you know i've i've read some on it but uh-huh. um i still don't have a great great like hold on it so and my like full understanding of it i find it very interesting as a I whole the really fascinating um concept of someone out there um listening has information and maybe wants to be a guest and talk about something like that um I would love it yeah um I think that's interesting and if somebody can break it down into like real like layman's terms um I think it'd be helpful for a lot of people so that would be cool um so let us know if you or someone you know might be a good candidate to talk about something like that yeah um I would love to do that But yes, definitely start saving, start investing, do it as soon as you can um, and watch it grow. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You're welcome. Yes. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, And I was going to say, too, um, kind of along like the same lines, like procrastinating things. I also think that it's really easy, you know. Money and health are probably the two biggest things that mm-hmm. are on the forefront of a 35-ish person's mind. Yep. At least mine. Um, you know, you're always thinking about money, but you're always thinking about your health. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, you don't really give it very much thought. Not at all. You're still young. <laughs> nothing hurts. Nothing's broke. You don't you know, have you're kind of just over. In some ways, you're kind of just abusing your body because yeah. you can and your body yep. can take it. And then one day you wake up and you realize that you can't do that anymore. <laughs> that when you play outside and you play a mom's versus daughter's soccer game, that you're going to be really sore the next day. <laughs> or if you have two glasses of wine and you don't drink enough water, oh. you're going to feel it the next oh, day. Oh, God, the worst. <laughs> or you're on a little nature hike with your husband and you think, oh, yeah, this is great. And the next day you have shin splints. <laughs> oh, ex- exactly. God. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, you have to be, you know, mindful of your health. And yeah. when something doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. you can't ignore it anymore. That is the biggest thing. We all know our bodies. That's also, you know, by 35-ish, like, you know what's normal and what's not for yourself. In your 20s, you could ignore things. You're living on borrowed time there. It all catches up to in your 30s. And you really, like, it's time now where you don't want to push it off because we have plenty of time to rebuild that goodwill with our bodies and to treat it right. Like for me, for example, so like I knew for like a while that like, I just, 
I needed to get more vegetables and fiber. Like I just knew like my diet, like I ate, like I just wasn't getting enough. I just knew I wasn't, but I was like, eh, it's fine. It's fine. And then finally I was like, I just wasn't feeling good. I was super sluggish and I was just like, what the heck? So like probably about six months ago, my husband and I started juicing. We have a juice in the morning and at night and Oh my gosh, I have to, I, it, it was wonderful for digestion, for like skin, for everything. I just wow. highly, highly recommend that for anybody who just feels like they, they, no matter what they did, they weren't getting enough of like the vegetable fruit um, servings every day. It's the only way I've been able to consistently get what I need into my body. Oh, that's so interesting. I actually didn't even know that you were doing that. Um, No, I think that's great. And I love that you've had such like a positive outcome for it and that it's like helped your digestion and all of that. So do you do it as like a meal replacement or are you doing it just like in like in conjunction with what you would normally eat? Great question. Kind of depends on the day. Sometimes it will, it's usually always what I'll just have for breakfast. So use that's props. Sometimes it will be my, my breakfast and lunch. If I start my day, like a little bit later, if I'm working a night shift and then the night juice is usually on top of what I'm going to have for dinner too. So it's kind of turned into my dessert. (laughs) Actually. I mean, that's a pretty solid dessert. I mean, it's better than, you know, ice cream, cookie dough or a cupcake. (laughs) Not that I know about eating any of that stuff at night. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that that is good. I know like for myself, um, I've mentioned before that like I've had migraines yeah. for years. I mean, literally decades, like um, as far back as I can really even think I about. Um, and I just remember like, you know, my 20s, I just kind of ignored it mm-hmm. and just dealt with it and medicated and just, you know, hoped one day it would go away. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as I approached my thirties and it was still happening and I kind of learned a little bit more about my body Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of, kind of, you know, seeing what's happening with that, I kind of realized that my migraines sort of lined up with hormonal fluctuations Uh, and that that was likely one of my biggest triggers. mm -hmm. Also one of the most, more difficult triggers to address. Um, But I've been able to make some positive changes in researching, learning my body and not ignoring it anymore to make some positive changes in which I've actually had success in so far eliminating my actual migraines and in place of that getting very mild headaches so taking like three to five day long like very very intense migraines Uh and minimizing it to like a 24-hour mild headache that doesn't even require ibuprofen (gasps) is like a big change um for me changing yeah and i mean in my case, I found that um, drinking coffee in the morning actually has a negative impact on like some, not everyone, on uh-huh. some people's hormonal fluctuations and um, blood sugar levels. So I was like, you know what? I've had migraines for, for, for whatever. Like, what do I have to lose? So I stopped drinking coffee. I replaced it with um, 
I replaced it with like a natural energy supplement. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like a little, it's called like Arbon Energy Phase. Okay. And it's like green tea, ginseng, guarana, B vitamins, stuff like that, all in a little packet. You put it in your water. And for me, it was just like another replacement. It gave me maybe a little bit of energy, um, but consistent energy with no caffeine crash Mm -hmm. um and it was just something else that had flavor to help replace a coffee oh that's Um, so interesting so instead of just switching from like coffee to water it gave me something else like a little bit fun like it's got like a little fizz to it they're fun flavors like my favorite's peach mango so like it just gave something else and immediately I noticed that I had more energy That coffee just was never actually working well with my body. I had more energy, more consistent throughout the day. I do not get an afternoon crash anymore. Wow. And and again, like this is just my, like what worked for me and my body and knowing my body. Uh Uh-huh. And then I added in some other supplements, like a pre-probiotic. Yep. Um, and I also take a multivitamin, like a women's multivitamin and I take a flaxseed supplement. I tried to eat flaxseed, but, um, (laughs) two tablespoons of that a day, not going to lie to you. Like it doesn't taste good. Um, (laughs) and so I ended up doing a supplement and, and all of that's supposed to help like hormone levels and everything. And at this point, at this stage, I would have normally had at least three strong migraines and I've had zero. <gasps> That's amazing. Oh so my I'm God. very hopeful that this regimen that I am on um, will continue helping me. But again, it's all about not ignoring your health. Correct. Knowing that. Ex- and make your, make your appointments with your primary yes. care doctor. Yep. And, and- I have to say, I used to be the worst about it. I would go years, you know, would only go like reactionary. I probably wouldn't even go if I was sick. I probably, there was probably a time I was like 10 years and never went to the doctor, except for I did go to the gynecologist, things like that. But even that, you know, I would skip a year maybe. Like it's every, every year you'd have to go. It's something like make your, it's not, it's not, that has to be. It's a non-negotiable. Yep. Schedule it in. It's a non-negotiable. It should be one of the most important things on your list that you do not put off. You need those appointments. Like it's, I mean, it's critical because if God forbid, like something does come up, you want to know immediately. You don't want something like that to fester until you have severe symptoms. You want to, you want that preventative care. And you have and if to take... something doesn't feel right, you need to see a doctor. Yep, exactly. Don't don't wish will it away. Don't ignore it. It's not it's not worth it. It will it will, it will be worse than dealing with whatever the situation is when you when you notice you know a couple of weeks this is this is weird. Go go and advocate for yourself too. You know, don't yeah. be, like you're. It's not a a white coat, they're untouchable, all, all knowing, like you go, you go to your doctor, you get to know them and you ask all the questions that you need to until you understand and until they understand too. Exactly. But yeah, I just think all those appointments are really key preventative care, making sure you make those a priority. 
um, doing whatever you can to just make your body feel good. You only get one body. Right. Exactly. exactly. You have to take care of it. Oh, and it's the only thing that, you know, is going to be if you to enjoy everything else, you need your body and you need your health. That's otherwise it's it's hard. It, like, it's much harder. It is. You, you want to be around for your family and your friends. Exactly. And your pet. Yep. And yep. <laughs> all those things. So it's taking care of your health is a very 35-ish thing. Yes. You. <laughs> very, very important. Um, and so is, you know, relationships with family and friends. Like yeah. we were saying, like, you want to make sure you're healthy to be around with them. And you want to make sure that you're maintaining healthy relationships, you know, with family and friends. Um, you don't live near um, your family. So how does that, how does that work for you? Look, I'm very thankful that most of my family and friends live right near me, but I know that you don't. How does that work for you? So that's hard. I will, I will be full, like really honest. It's something, you know, that when you're maybe in your twenties, it doesn't seem like a, as big of it, you know, you don't, you don't feel you're not as settled. So it's always like, you're always thinking, Oh, I can always like move or see them next year or, or be together. Like where I can move like in a couple years or anything, but advice that I would give to people is, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about purchasing a home and where you're really going to settle in for a, a bit, I think being as close as you can physically to your loved ones is I, I would recommend it. Cause you know, I always, I have to, you know, a lot of like my best friends and my family certainly don't live super close and it's just harder. It's harder that then you just have to do, you know, cause a lot of, um, you know, when we're older, you know, it's a, con- a convenience and like not having to, st- not having stress upon hanging out or things like that just makes it that much more enjoyable and being, I wish I were able to like pop over to my parents, my sister and my friends, like during the week or quickly on the weekend where I could also, if I have other commitments, I don't have to, like, I can do multiple things. So that's something that like, I, you know, making sure that I don't neglect those relationships when they're farther away because it's hard. That's something that I have to put a lot of extra effort in. And it's important, I think, um, to put those first over other things. Like that's some, that's some, my recommendation for anybody, for anyone in general to put those first, but then also um, to not let like the exhaustion or the extra effort like stop you from maintaining them. But if, and then if you have a choice, to move close, move close. <laughs> I wish I, I say all the time, I can't wait for Ash to sell me my, my house in Connecticut. I can't wait for it too. Hopefully I'll be back someday. But I, I highly recommend if anyone's in a position where they're like, Ooh, what's more important being close or like something else? No, always being close to your family and friends. At least that's my, my perspective being the opposite, being away. Yeah. Um, and I mean, my perspective is that everyone's close and I, agree, I agree with you. I do think that it makes it a lot easier to maintain those relationships, um, and be able to spend a lot more time with them with ease. Like you said, like when you live close to someone, you have the opportunity to see them for a short period of time. It's not like an all or nothing. It's not like you have yes. to go and like, 
it's all immersive. Like you try to squeeze in as much as you can in like 24, 48 yes. hours or whatever it is yep. where you're completely separated from your day-to-day life and yep. in this other world, yes. all the worlds can mesh and combine. And exactly. I can see where that is a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. And less time consuming. Yes, yes, exactly. And a, a way that you can, and just like we were saying, just to, you know, you don't have to, this, you don't always need to have a struggle <laughs> to come to like the right answer to get the good. Sometimes you could just pick the pick the smart way that makes life easier. <laughs> yeah. Again, work smarter, not work harder. Smarter, not harder, please. <laughs> it, it comes in all areas of your life. Yeah. Um, and kind of like in that vein, I think some of the things like what I would recommend too is like, don't put off like spontaneity. Like if you want to do something, if you always wanted to do something, do it. Like don't, don't hold yourself back or think like, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Like there is no, like if I think that sometimes, you know, we get really caught up in like routines and plans and like, well, well, I didn't plan on doing this. I think that if, I think list, like like we listen to our bodies for our health. Also, like listening to something, you know you really want to do it, do it. Be, sponta- be spontaneous. Don't squander your youth. <laughs> or, or take a leap of faith. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like being spontaneous or taking a leap of faith for something that you're like, well, I never thought I would do this, but I kind of want to. Yeah. Or, you know, the dream that you've always had on the back burner, but like have never actually taken the plunge to do. Yep. Like, yep. Find a way to do it. Exactly. Make it happen. So if you've always wanted to try something, do it. <laughs> really do yeah. it. Some of the things that I've taken the biggest leaps of faith on have been the absolute best things I could have possibly done. <sighs> I love that. It's a huge risk because sometimes you take that leap of faith and you don't know what's going to happen. Yep. But in my case, you know, it's really paid off. And those have been some of the most impactful moments of my life. Some of the best moments have led to the best opportunities and the best things. And I, you know, have no regrets on that. And you know, what's so good about the leaps of faith, even if you maybe the anticipated or hoped outcome isn't what happens you're going to get something from it something will come from that no absolutely matter what. and some of the leaps of faith I've taken maybe it wasn't what I thought was gonna yeah be good about it but it was something else or uh, something else came of it or yep. whatever it is but sometimes like you, you just have to you just have to do it be spontaneous that's such a good point too like and we were talking about um getting out of like that sort of like mindset of like, oh, this always happens to me or why does this always happen to me? Because once you take those leaps of faith, it's also like taking the control back and like instead of focusing too much on like negative things or like almost because it's almost like you, it's like a false sense of control. If you like worry too much or focus too much on the negative, it's like if I focus on it, it's not going to catch me by surprise because I was ready. But it's like, you know what? Like if, if you do focus on that, then that's all you're focusing on. You're missing like everything else. And you're missing like the control that you have to make so many changes. There's Yeah, you're living reactively instead of proactively. Yeah, exactly. And it's so, you know, it's, it's sometimes really hard to get out of that. It's like, it's, it's tough. But once you do and you see it work, it's really amazing. 
Yeah, it it all comes back to mindset, and we've mm-hmm. talked about that on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Just having that, you know, mindset um, and being open to opportunities. I mean, yep. the things that I have written on my desk and I focus on often is seeing opportunities, not obstacles. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that once you start focusing on something, so like focusing on opportunities, how many actually come your way? That's awesome. Because oh you're my focused gosh. on it. That's yeah. what you've trained your brain to see. Yep. Those yep. opportunities were always there. Mm-hmm. You just may not have seen them because you weren't focused on seeing opportunities. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I the same that. way. Like in the, um, it's in uh, one of Mel Robbins books. She talks about, you know, once you, if you're focused on, you buy a red Acura. Okay. And now that you've bought the red Acura, all you see are red Acuras. You're like, oh, there's another one and another <laughs> one, another one. But you never noticed them before. Yeah. You weren't focused on it. Yeah. Same thing with opportunities or anything else. Oh, if you focus that. on seeing them, all of a sudden you start seeing them. Oh my gosh. That's what I want everyone to do this week, including us. Find a red Acura. Metaphorically, find your red Acura. <laughs> yeah, whatever that, you know, whatever that may be. Um, and if you get a chance, I can't remember if I've said it on this podcast before, but read Mel Robbins, The High Five Habit. Um, it's an yes. amazing book. Um, and that's exactly what she talks about in there. But yes, you know, find your red Acura, see your red Acura. Now that we've said it like 20 times in a row, you probably <laughs> will legitimately start seeing red Acura. Dream it. <laughs> it will, you'll see it in your dreams. <laughs> so you will see um, the physical one, but also please see a metaphorical one. Um, <laughs> as well. (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for listening with us this week. Let us know, please. Like we said, we love advice or we love life hacks. If you have anything to share, we would love to hear. Yes. So we will talk to you next week and uh, look for those Acuras. Yes. Bye.